This is WKSU News. I'm Andrew Meyer. A lot of times when you hear a story about a new poll, the focus is on the horse race aspect of it. In other words, if the election were held today, who would win? But that doesn't always provide the insight to answer the question, why? One of the things that the media collaborative Your Voice Ohio is focused on once again this year is looking beyond that, getting a better understanding of the important issues on the minds of voters, meaning you. The goal of the poll being released today hopes to provide better insight into this and make it possible for the members of this media collaborative, including WKSU, to get the information and the answers you're looking for. The poll was conducted by the nonpartisan Center for Market and Opinion Research, and it was overseen by John Green, Director Emeritus of the Bliss Institute of Applied Politics at the University of Akron. And we are pleased to once again be talking with John. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Oh, it's my great pleasure. Um, let's get the horse race aspect out of the way. We certainly have to talk about it. What does the poll say about support for President Trump versus former Vice President Joe Biden in Ohio? Well, what our poll shows is that the presumptive challenger, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden, has a small lead over President Trump, who is, we presume will be the Republican nominee. It's about four percentage points, 46% for Biden, 42% for Trump. That's outside the margin of error of the poll, which is plus or minus 3%. So I think at least that particular poll at that particular time uh, showed the former vice president with a small uh, but but significant lead, a statistically significant lead uh, over the president. Um, you know, if you look at Ohio elections historically, Ohio's a battleground state. It's typically heavily contested. Findings of this caliber are not at all unusual, where one candidate would be ahead by three or four percentage points really before the fall campaign has begun. Um, so I think it's it's significant to President Trump's problems are certainly a manifest in Ohio, uh, but it, the election is certainly not over, and things could change in a twinkling of an eye. Certainly. Um, one of the things that you look at here is the state by geography, and this is something that you've made a lot of during your time studying politics in Ohio, is the idea of the five Ohios. And before we get into what you find out in the five Ohios, explain what that means to anyone who's not familiar with that. Well, Ohio's a very diverse state, and one of the things that causes that diversity is that there are regions within Ohio that have different political cultures, different demography, and different approaches to politics. And over the years, my colleagues and I at the Bliss Institute have looked very carefully at the regions in Ohio, and, and we've come to the conclusion that over time, there are really five distinct regions in Ohio. Um, one of them is northeastern Ohio, which encompasses Cleveland, Akron, Youngstown, Canton, and all the areas surrounding that. That's the most democratic part of Ohio year in and year out. If you go diagonally across the state down to the southwest, you come to southwestern Ohio, Cincinnati, Dayton, Springfield, and, and the surrounding area, and that's the most Republican part of the state. And there's long historic differences between Cincinnati and Cleveland. And then, of course, in the middle of the state, kind of on that diagonal, is central Ohio, dominated by Columbus, the state capital. Uh, that's an area that's really become kind of a swing area. The city of Columbus, more and more like 
the city of Cleveland, but the surrounding suburbs and rural areas are still very, very Republican. So that's, you might say, the third Ohio, central Ohio. And then um, the northwestern Ohio is the Toledo area. Uh, that has its own distinct uh, uh, politics and demography. And then what's really becoming the swing area in Ohio is southeastern Ohio, the Appalachian part of Ohio, where there really isn't a single city or or more than one city that dominates that area. Uh, so it's really important to look at, at the, the demography of Ohio and, and its regionalism, because that's what helps explain the battleground status of Ohio in presidential elections. Looking at what you found in this poll, though, what's interesting is if you follow that line, I-71 down from Cleveland down to Cincinnati, certainly you see a lightning of support for Joe Biden, but you do see that among those three Ohios, uh, Northeast Ohio, Central Ohio, the Cincinnati area, that they are all leaning towards Biden at this point, um, whereas Northwest and Southeast Ohio are pretty firmly still um, backing President Trump. Yes, and that that's really interesting. And we'll see if that persists, if it were to persist until Election Day, in all probability, Joe Biden would, would win Ohio in terms of the popular vote. And of course, that contributes to the Electoral College, which is how presidents actually get elected. And, and you know, if I were advising the uh, Trump campaign, which I'm not, but if I were, I would say, boy, it's troubling that southwestern Ohio and central Ohio are you know, leaning Democratic, even this early in the race, because that suggests that the Republicans have a great deal of work to do to restore their base vote in uh, central and southwestern Ohio. Let's take a look at the issues for a moment now. Um, one of the things you did in this poll was to evaluate what are the top issues. Um, and again, like we see five different Ohios, um, certainly if you look um, just across party lines, you see different responses depending on who's backing who. We certainly do. And, and this is one of the innovative things of this poll was to pick out important issues. We ascertain them, by the way, through focus groups. So we have a, some sense that, that people do regard these things as important. And overall in Ohio, the top three issues should surprise no one. The first is the COVID-19 pandemic. The second is the economy, which is, of course, related to the pandemic because of the shutdown of the economy and so forth. And then the third issue is healthcare, which obviously is connected to the pandemic as well. So clearly, directly or indirectly, uh, the virus is dominating uh, the presidential election in Ohio. And I imagine that's probably true in every other state as well. But within those three major, these, those three major issues, there are some important distinctions between people who say they're supporting President Trump and those who say they're supporting Vice President Biden. Uh, on the Democratic side, uh, COVID really stands out. The virus stands out as, as really quite important. It's number one for all of the groups of, of voters that say they're um, uh, supporting the, the Democratic, the presumptive Democratic nominee. But if you look over on the Republican side, uh, the, the Trump backers focus on the economy. That's their number one. COVID falls to number two. Now, I don't mean to suggest at all that, that people who support Tr President Trump 
aren't concerned with the pandemic. It's just that what aspect of the pandemic are they most concerned with? And it tends to be the economic aspects, whereas uh, the people on the other side, the, the Democratic leaning, vote, leaning voters and voters are much more concerned with the medical aspects of that. Uh, and it's interesting because um, healthcare, which you'd think would be front and center, given that we're dealing with the disease here, tends to fall to third among most of these groups, whether they're on the Democratic side or the Republican side. Um, the, the one interesting difference there is that for the strongest supporters of Biden, it's the economy that ranks third and healthcare ranks second. So some real differences in priorities among these different voters. And of course, the campaigns will know about that and they will try to mobilize voters around these different priorities. In the world of polling, um, there's something called tracking surveys where you ask the same questions from survey to survey so you can get an idea of trends over time. Um, certainly, we live in unusual times, to put it mildly, with the pandemic, um, and there, this is not a tracking poll. However, is there anything you can discern from polling that you've done in the past, whether for Your Voice Ohio or overall in politics, um, compared to what you're finding in this new poll that suggests any trends we should be aware of? Well, I think the dominance of the pandemic is quite important, and it's also quite unusual. Even in past elections that I've studied and where I've been involved in polling, say an election right after a recession or during a recession where, you know, the economy tended to be a dominant issue, even then, a recession didn't dominate voters' priorities the way that the pandemic is dominating people's perceptions right now. And, and that tells us two important things. One is this is truly novel. You know, the scientists like to tell us that this is a novel virus. Well, this is a novel, novel political situation as well. And, 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 and therefore, it's very unpredictable. Um, you know, opinions today on uh, how the virus is being handled and how things are progressing may change dramatically in six weeks because the situation on the ground, if you will, may have changed uh, dramatically. Uh, same thing with, with the economy. Clearly, the economy has been severely impacted by the pandemic, but who knows what will happen over the, the next uh, eight or 10 weeks. But I think what we can say, based on past experience, is that these issue priorities are unlikely to change very much between now and when people vote. What may change is how they apply those priorities in their choice between the major candidates. Typically, John, um, pollsters like very definite questions with very definite responses. But there was something different in this poll that you oversaw for your voice, Ohio. Um, there was an open-ended question. Tell me a little bit about that and what, what you learned from it. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, you're right. Pollsters like to have, you know, very closed-in definite questions because then you can compare one person to another because they're operating off of the same metric. Um, Open-ended questions pose a real problem for interpretation. They're, they're kind of fun to look at because people are telling you what's coming off the top of their head. Now, because we picked 16 issues that we knew were important to many people in Ohio, we wanted to have a check on that. 
And so we did ask an open-ended question, you know, what's, what's, what do you think is the most important problem for you? So that we could compare it to the 16 issues that we selected uh, for more in-depth treatment. It was really kind of interesting. Uh, first of all, the, the good news is that the major issues of the 16 we picked and the open-ended uh, line up very, very closely. So for instance, the pandemic is number one in the open-ended question. It turns out to be number one when we ask people uh, about it specifically with a closed-end question. So that's good. We're kind of on the same track. Um, but what we didn't count on and what is really quite interesting is the importance to Ohio voters in this poll of what we might call political process questions, the high level of division in the country, uh, the incivility that's characterizing our campaign, the great expense connected with it, you know, lots of rumors about voter suppression or uh, voter fraud, and of course the candidates, uh, Donald Trump being a particular focus, but also Joe Biden. So a, a lot of um, the issues in some sense are being crowded out by the process itself, which has, is raising a lot of concern among Ohio voters. I want to ask one last question, and this gets away from the polling, but not so much away from politics in Ohio. The common wisdom, the, the, the phrase has been, you can't win the White House without winning Ohio. Do you think that holds true this election year? You know, I very much think that the historic pattern that no Republican has ever been elected or reelected to the White House without carrying Ohio is going to hold this year. So Ohio becomes a really critical state uh, for President Trump. And that's partly because of how the other states line up. Um, you know, there are a couple of really big states, California, New York, that will certainly go Democratic. A couple of big uh, Republican states, Texas, and so forth, that will definitely go Republican. But there's just, you know, eight or 10 swing states, and Ohio is one of those, and one that's very crucial uh, for um, the Republican side. It's possible, if you look back historically, that Joe Biden might be elected president and still lose Ohio, but that would be because he would win other states like Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin and Missouri. So I think the, the conventional wisdom, the historical trend really holds. Ohio is a critical state. And even if the Democrats think they could win without Ohio, they want to contest Ohio to keep the Republicans busy in the Buckeye state, which is a little bit of politics for you. So I really do think that the historic role of Ohio, uh, for better or for worse, will play out in this election. We've been talking with John Green, Director Emeritus of the Bliss Institute of Applied Politics at the University of Akron, about the new poll that he oversaw for Your Voice Ohio on this year's presidential race. John, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome.